Therefore, people are living in constant fear and anxiety. The fear of losing this body, that is the fear of death, and the anxiety to keep this body going, to keep this body alive. That is a continuous struggle, a struggle for existence. How to keep this But the human beings are meant to recognize the fact that the body is not his reality. All the other species of life remain in this bodily consciousness. Body consciousness. Bodily consciousness. The subhuman species do not have any ability to recognize any kind of existence beyond this body. Their whole existence is centered around the body. And the purpose of their existence is eating, sleeping, making, and defending. But that is considered to be the animal existence. The human beings are actually meant to transcend that platform and come to a higher platform of understanding. And that understanding is the recognition of his identity as a spirit soul. And it's only the human beings that have this prerogative to understand that he is not his body as his spirit soul. And according to the Vedas, then only the human life begins. Otherwise, it's subhuman. They are subhuman in the sense they have the body of a human being, but their consciousness is not human as of yet. The human life begins with Atharism. Now the inquiry of one's actual self. Who is the real identity? This question only the human being. And if they get the proper opportunity, they can get the proper answer. <coughs> and at least here we all can say that we found the answer. How many of you think that you found the answer? Please raise Now the question is, how did you find the answer? How did we get this answer? Srila Prabhupada books. Very mercifully, Srila Prabhupada gave his books and that's where we got this knowledge. Otherwise, we also would have been in that animal platform of existence. We wouldn't have known anything beyond eating, sleeping, making, and And now at least you have come to the platform of recognizing that this, this body is not my real self. I'm not this body. I'm a spirit soul. Although the understanding may not have been realized with most of us, but at least theoretically you understand. And if we continue to practice the process, eventually it will happen. We will be able to recognize that we are not this body of And especially at the time of death. The time of death, because that's the time 
the soul we have to leave the body. We have to leave the body. And if we can recognize this fact at the time, that I'm not the body, so then for us, it won't be death. But it will be simply a transmigration from one body to the other. The soul never dies. The soul is. What dies is the body. Birth and death is not of the soul, but of the body. When the soul accepts a new body, it's lost. When the soul departs from its old body, it's, uh, it's of exclusively of itself. <coughs> This knowledge has been so wonderfully given by Krishna and Arjun didn't want to fight. He was worried. He was overwhelmed with emotion. How can I kill my grandfather? How can I kill Naturally. So dear to me, I'm so fond of them. How can I possibly? And then Krishna started to give him the proper information. Only when Arjun submitted himself to him. Until then, he let Krishna Arjun speak. Okay, Arjun, go and speak. Give us all your wise words. But then finally when Arjun said, Krishna, I'm totally believed. Please tell me what I should do. I'm accepting you as my spiritual master. I'm submitting myself to you as your disciple. Then only Krishna started to speak. And was the first thing Krishna told Arjun, Speaking like a wise man, but actually you are a fool. That is what Krishna actually implied. He didn't call him a fool, but indirectly he implied that. Ashocha Nanusotasam, Rodya Vadamsha Bhakshashi, Rodya Vadamsha Bhakshashi. You're speaking like a wise man. But Gatasuna Gatasuna. A wise man doesn't think the way you think. That what does it mean? <laughs> so, and then Krishna started to give this most wonderful spiritual words. Actually, this second chapter of Bhagavad Gita gives the entire understanding of the spiritual existence and the spiritual reality. There is no time when you, I, and all these things did not exist. And there will never be a time when they are not What will happen is the body may change, but they will continue to Because their existence is not in relation to the body. Their existence is beyond this body. 
Then he established the relationship between the soul and the body. The body is only an external covering, like a dress of the soul. Do we continue to wear the same dress throughout all the time? No. We change the dress when it's necessary. When the dress becomes old and dirty, we get rid of that. Similarly, when this body becomes useless, uninhabitable for the soul, the soul discards this body. That's what happens. Jenani vasamsi, jatha vihaya, navani grinhati narokara. Just as discarding the old dress, we put on a new one. Similarly, when this body becomes old and dilapidated, so birth is actually acceptance of a new body and death is departure from a new body. And when one is situated in knowledge, uh, he will not be worried or bewildered or emotionally involved with this change. If somebody comes and gives us a new dress, how will you feel? If somebody comes and gives us a new car, how will you feel? If somebody asks you to give up your old house and get into a new palace, how will you feel? So similarly, the changing of the body is actually coming with a wonderful prospect, wonderful opportunity to get something new. And along with this comes an opportunity to utilize this new body for a better purpose. Therefore, the one who is situated in knowledge, he doesn't become, he doesn't become bewildered, he doesn't become overwhelmed. So in this way, Krishna, in such simple words, in just few words, he is actually giving us this most wonderful wisdom. And then he establishes his identity in the fourth chapter. In the third chapter, after in second chapter, Krishna describes about the identity of the soul and the relationship between the body and the soul. And third chapter, he describes how one should act with this body. How this body should be utilized for our own benefit. The body functions, the body acts. Now, how should one act? So after he described that, 
Then in the fourth chapter, the right at the beginning, this Arjun, I gave this knowledge to Vivarshan first. And then Vivarshan gave the son, I gave it to son God. Then he gave it to his son Manu. Then Manu gave it to his son Ikshaku. In this way, through a line of saintly kings, this knowledge was flowing. But in course of time, the knowledge became lost. The knowledge became effective. Knowledge became contaminated. Therefore, I am re-establishing this knowledge through you. Because you are my friend and you are my devotee. Bhakto Sime Sakhachi. Bhakto Sime Devotee Sakhachi. Therefore, I am giving you the secret. Then Arjun had a natural concern or question. They are of the same age, they are cousins. So if your cousin comes and tells that he gave some knowledge to the sun god, what will be your natural reaction? So Arjun has a similar reaction. Krishna, you are born just the other day. How can I understand? that you gave this knowledge to some God billions of years ago. And what was Krishna's answer? Many, many times, Arjun, both you and I have taken birth. But about those births, you do not have any recollection. But I remember that. So in this way, Krishna is establishing the difference between Arjun and him. Uh, difference between a living entity and the Supreme Personality. Both uh, we and him came from time to time. Many, many times we have taken birth. So did Krishna. But about those birds, we don't remember anything, whereas Krishna remembers And then Krishna says, actually I don't need to take birth. Therefore, we need to take birth to be here. Krishna doesn't need to take birth. And Krishna says, but still, I come with the help of my internal potency, Jogobana. Ajobi Shanabhayatma, Aja, although I am unborn, I'm Abhaya in exhaustion. Bhutana Vishwarupi San, I am the controller of everything. Prakriti Sham Adhishthaya Samadhyaya. Taking advantage of my prakriti, taking advantage of my internal potency. Sambhavami, I manifest my. And there is a difference between us and him. We take birth. But Krishna manifests himself. Why? In order to protect my devotees and annihilate the In order to be established dharma when dharma or the law and order that has been established by the Lord is in Kwan. 
इन कृष्ण का धर्म संस्थापन So this is a simple understanding. Like our existence is not material. Although our body is made of matter, but we are non-material. We are spiritual. And it is because of our presence in this body that the body is alive. When I leave the body, the body will become dead. And that me is a part and parcel of Krishna, who is the Supreme Personality. And then, explaining different aspects and responsibilities, duties and purposes. Finally, Krishna is telling at the end of Bhagavad Gita, the surrender unto him. Then, Ahantuam Sargopapitya Mokshvishyama I will deliver you from all your sinful it's because of your sinful reactions that you are suffering in this material nature. And when there won't be any sinful reaction, then there won't be any suffering. Moksha Ishami, then you'll be delivered from this material bondage and go back to the spiritual path. Such simple wisdom. But our unfortunate thing is people don't want to listen. If anybody listens to this information, then he will be automatically convinced. The problem is people don't want to hear. And those who hear, they are very rare. In this respect, there is a description that there are, that there are three types of people. In the court of Vikramaditya, a very noble king, once um, a person came with three golden statues, absolutely identical. And he gave those three things to the king and asked the king, please determine the values of these three Absolutely identical, weighed the same, looked the same, the king could figure out. So he asked his minister. They also could see. Then in his court there was a very uh, wise and noble personality. His name was Kalidas, who was a great poet. So he asked him, Can you figure out what's the difference? I mean, how can you determine the values? if there is any difference in the value. And the person said that there is difference in value. So Kalidas took a thin copper wire and he passed the wire through the ears. And one statue, the wire went right across So he says that the value, this one doesn't have any value. 
next one <coughs> as the past of copper wire it uh, got stuck it didn't come out he says this is more more valuable than the first one and the third one went right into the heart and he says that this one is priceless so in this way it was determined it was it was established that there are three types of people those who hear from one ear and it goes out from the other they use the others they retain it they're better than the others but those who take what they hear into their heart they are priceless those are individuals are there especially when they take this spiritual wisdom to their heart because then they achieve the ultimate goal of their lives and they go back to the spiritual it's only a matter of accepting this wisdom wholeheartedly and if we can do that then the rest will automatically thank you all very much all glories to Does anybody have any question or comment? Yes. Um, the initial word to this is we must must go. And something that I've the concept that I've heard a number of times is expansion. So um, this person was an expansion of Lord Chaitanya. That one was Radha Rani expanded in such a fashion. Could you please elaborate on that concept because I don't think I fully understand it. Okay. <clears throat> you see, the Lord is there. as the supreme personality and he expands in two ways one is his personal expansion he himself expands and like for example let's take the analogy of the sun one sun becomes two there is no difference same sun So there is another expansion, the rays coming out from the sun. The rays qualitatively same with the sun, but quantitatively the rays are minute, displaying or possessing the minute amount of energy of the sun. So the first expansion the first the lord himself expands himself into many they are called avatars he himself there is no difference like he originally he is krishna in vrindavan his first expansion is balaram then his expansion of their four expansion in dwarka vasudev shankar shankarna then from this shankarshan expands innumerable narayan 
नारायण है देर चतुर्भुव वासुदेव शंकर शंकर दिस शंकरशन एक्सपेंड महाविष्णु But these, all these expansions, although innumerable, are not different from the Lord Himself. He Himself is, like for example, Vishnu. Although is an expansion of Balaram's into Chaturbhuja and Narayan, Shankarshan, and apparently it seems like you know five, six different stages after that Vishnu expands, and Krishna expands with Vishnu. But Vishnu and Krishna no different. But the other expansions are the rays of the sun, and that is the jivas or living entities. We are that expansion. They are called bibhin namsha. The first one is called swamsa. The Lord Himself is expanding into all that, but now He is bibhin namsha. He is parts and parcels, insignificant, minute like the innumerable rays coming out of the sun. So that is what our identity is like. Okay. And as you said, expansion of Radharani, that goes into another category. The Lord has various energies. They fall in, in principle in three categories. The, he is <coughs> Sandhini, That is his relationship aspect, sambit, the conscious aspect, and ladini, the pleasure aspect. So the personification of Lord's pleasure aspect is Shrimadurada. Like meaning that whenever there is a consideration of the pleasure to the Lord, it is the jurisdiction of Shrimadurada. She provides. All the pleasure to the Lord, and then she expands also. Like, say, for example, when Krishna in Vrindavan expands into Vasudev, so Krishna's pleasure pleasure potency is Radharani, and then Radharani expands there in Dwarka with Vasudev as Satyam. When Krishna becomes Narayan, that pleasure potency becomes Lakshmi. So in this way, his pleasure potency expands with him. That is one way. Another, the pleasure potency expands also herself, just as Krishna expands with his own identity into different forms, swamsa. Like the pleasure potency expands, Radharani expands it first into eight forms, right? and then from then there are further expansions, and this way she also expands. Right? There is no difference, right? just as Krishna and Vasudev doesn't have any difference, Radharani and Sattvabhama doesn't have any difference, just as Krishna and Narayan doesn't have any difference, Radharani and Lakshmi also don't have. Between yeah, like the pleasure potency, Radharani is giving pleasure to Krishna, as Lakshmi she is giving pleasure to Narayan. 
whether we will go towards Krishna or whether we will remain here trying to enjoy our senses. That's about the only prerogative that we will have. We can, if we decide that we will go towards Krishna, our life is if we decide that no, we will continue to gratify our senses, then we keep on moving in this endless cycle of life. But nevertheless, it's an exercise of our free will. Yeah, we have the free will, but this free will is simply to decide whether we go towards Krishna. Thank you. Or Everybody hear the question? Okay. <clears throat> so uh, let me like put it. Um, the okay, you repeat it again. Like I don't <laughs> So we have to be careful how we behave. Right? So the thing is that yes, we have got admission. We just started our course. Right? Theoretically, we got the knowledge, and we're moving on. So let's keep moving on. Let's not ill-behave with other students. <laughs> Doesn't answer your question. Um, well, firstly, I want to say that um, we cannot count our blessings and our good fortune to have your divine association in a And secondly, um, we eternally grateful to Sishi Nitai Mayapur Chant um, for bringing me here to take out. 
Uh, the questions that I want to ask are related to Mahapali. Mm. Uh, firstly, why does Mahapali take place? And secondly, what happens to those souls who are in the material world at the time? Because we understand that Mahapali does not exist to be used in the world. Well, I'll answer the question in uh, with a little background. Prolab means annihilation. Now there are different types of annihilation. There is in we can generally keep it in three categories: individual annihilation. Temporary annihilation and total annihilation. Individual annihilation is death. When you die, I am annihilated. Then there are different types of partial annihilation that takes place, say, uh, at the end of uh, at the end of a cycle. Brahma is dead. When Brahma she becomes Brahma at night, Brahma goes to sleep. That is one type of annihilation. And total annihilation is when the Lord withdraws his glance. It is due to his glance towards the material nature that the material nature becomes manifest. And when he withdraws his glance, then everything is everything is destroyed and I then the whole creation now your question is what happens to the living like there two again there are two types of living entities those who made it and those who didn't <laughs> so those who made it that is those who have achieved the spiritual perfection at the time of annihilation, they, whether it's individual annihilation, partial annihilation, or total annihilation, they go back to the spiritual. But those who don't, they get into a state of sleep, deep sleep. Death is like entering into the difference between sleep and death is in when we fall asleep, we wake up in the same body. But with death, we wake up in another body. And, and then the, when it's a total annihilation, or even like it's kind of partial, total annihilation, all the living entities will go back to the body of the but they remain in a state of sleep. So, <clears throat> whether you're sleeping in Cape Town or New York or in the body of the Lord, you do not know what's happening. And then when the creation begins, then those living entities come back again in this material nature, getting different types of things. Yes, it's right on. The Guru tells that your material existence is such. 
And even though he grips the living entity like a python, and he's dying, they simply do not care for spiritual existence. And we say, yes, we must expand this knowledge. And we, with other religions, have been on the earth punting our point of view for ages. And people are becoming more and more bewildered. They're not really turning towards religion. Therefore, what is that factor within the individual, within religion, yeah, within good. what that actually presents yeah. the possibility of transformation? Like, if you want to know something, then you have, got, you have to go to the right place and get the right understanding. If you go to the wrong place, you don't get the right understanding. What's going on in the name of religion is not what religion is actually meant for. And that's where all this problem is. But when it comes to real information, real wisdom, real knowledge, from the qualified teachers, based on proper books, then there is no possibility of such calamity. Are you following? Then, what confusion? Then why are you asking this question? <laughs> so become fixed up. And everything is there already. Like Prabhupada used to say, chant and be happy. You can't help but be happy when you And proper way means give up four give up four sinful Remain in the association of devotees and practice the process of Shri And then distribute it to others. They need it. Because most of the people in this world will reveal them. Because they are not getting the right information. And so since you have it, it's your responsibility to give it up to go give it go out and give it to them. Why is not happening? <laughs> Why do you have to wait for future? Do it, huh? I've been telling you for the last 25 years. <laughs> because I can see that we have a very big potential. We can do a lot. Because the world needs it. It applies to everybody. All of us have to go out and go to save the world. If I ask you, Ever since you have accepted Krishna consciousness, do you feel that your life has been changed for better? How many of you think that your life has changed for better? Now, don't you want the others' lives also to change for better? Like if you see that there is an epidemic, so many people are dying, and if you have the medicine, you took the medicine, you got cured. What are you going to do? Keep it for yourself? Give it out to those who are dying. And that is the responsibility that we have. We have found the medicine that is going to cure all of us from this terrible disease of materialistic way of life. Yes? If I may play the devil's advocate, sometimes devotee association can be painful. <laughs> Find the association that will be joyful. Like it's not that, you know, like if some, if it can happen, if some association is not conducive 
if some association is not favorable, you don't have to force yourself. But you find enough of enough association that will be conducive. So that's with a disclaimer that I'm sure I've heard plenty of devotees as well. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you have good friends. I've read accounts of young children who have memories of past lives, very vivid. And it seems that it fades as the child acquires knowledge of the world and the conditions of the material nature. And uh, then with the near-death experience, with leaving the body temporarily and returning to the body, and that momentary immersion in the ocean of love, and then returning to this material, the disappointment of returning to the material nature, um, that that uh, reunion, that uh, immersion in that love, is that into the Brahminical expansion or is into the Brahma? Or is that in into Brahmachopi? Yeah. Well, <coughs> if it is a feeling of joy without Krishna, right? If, it is, if Krishna is not there, then it is. It can either be Brahma Jyoti or some mundane experience, right? But what really matters is that that feeling of joy should be with Krishna. So it's a non-different expansion, golden expansion. Like you see, as you said, like you been say one goes into that state of feeling of joy. But then he comes back, right? So that means that state of joy was not the ultimate. Because if it was ultimate, then he would have come back. You got my point? So the ultimate consideration is to derive the joy or experience the joy with developing a loving relationship. From that loving relationship, there is no coming. It seems that Krishna only reveals himself very, very gradually. Be patient. Sadaviva Shadishmana. Doesn't matter. The devotee's mood is Mama Janmani Janmani. Let it take life after life. Doesn't matter. But let me remain in, in your loving devotion. Because that's what we Thank you. Yeah. Um, when one relishes the process of devotional service, as a natural consequence, one goes and gives it out to others. So we know that it's a fact that we are completely responsible for our own experience. Like if we experience something pleasurable or not, it's because of our own okay. consciousness. So. What is it that we are doing which is preventing us from relishing mm. Yeah, a good point. good point. There can be many factors, but one of the factors can be what, just, what you just mentioned, Vaishnava. That becomes an impediment. Otherwise, it should have happened. Like Chaitanya Chaitanya says, that 
is by chanting the holy name, tears don't stream down our eyes. And if we don't feel that excuse, we have to understand that there is any more. That's one consideration. The other consideration is that let us be serious in our effort. And then let us see what Krishna wants. Because that joy of experiencing, the joy that one experiences out of his loving exchange with Krishna is so wonderful, so sublime, that once one gets that, he wants to have it again and again. Like Narad Muni, when he was describing about his life to Vasudev, he mentioned that he got it, he was meditating under a banyan tree according to the direction that uh, those sages gave him, the Bhakti Vedanta gave him. And then he saw the Lord. And the joy of seeing him was so, so wonderful that when he could see the Lord, he felt as if he was submerged in the ocean of sorrow. And he wanted to see him again. And he tried. But then the Lord said, Narad, in this life you won't get to see him again. But in your next life you'll come, you'll become wonderful. Therefore, ultimately, you know, like on our part, we can simply endeavor. And what will be achieved is entirely up to Let him decide. Because if we are servants, don't we depend upon the master? So that is our situation. We are the servant. So let's serve the master and let master decide what he wants to do with us. Yes. Can we surprise Krishna? <laughs> Can you surprise Krishna? You are always surprising him already. <laughs> By not listening to him. <laughs> Krishna is, isn't, isn't it surprising? Krishna is calling us. Come. Enjoy with me. And we are not responding. That's why I say that we're, it's really not surprising, it's miserably surprising, <laughs> painfully surprising. Okay, so I'll end now with the education. Hare Krishna. Will you say something? Oh, yeah, sure.